Hi, you've called Age. And Mitch. And this is Message on the Machine. Gritty conversations by smooth operators. You know what to do. Hi, gay. (laughs) Hi, gay. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. Courtesy of Message on the Machine. That's it. You know, we're like a little while into Pride Month and we I don't think we've actually mentioned it before now. No, well, we kind of, look, we hate to sort of, you know, ruin the podcast magic, but sometimes, you know, you're a week in advance <laughs> yeah. or ahead. It's kind of, you know, it's not as live as we would like. No. But that's right. We are officially here to welcome Pride Month, courtesy of Age and Mitch. And Message on the Machine. So welcome, everyone. If this is the first time you're tuning in, great. Now that that's covered. I'm glad we covered that. (laughs) Tell me, um, gay, how was your week? Oh, just gay things, you know. Just sucking dicks and that. Yeah, just lots of rainbows. Pop my rainbow shoes on. That's it. Pop my rainbow suspenders on. Sashaying through the streets. Yeah, that's right. Only eating rainbow salad sandwiches. (laughs) Low carb, obviously. Yeah, only rainbow paddle pops. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. Rainbow paddle pop should sponsor Pride. I mean, everyone else does. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) Yeah. but yeah, no, my week. Um, I'm good. I had a bit of an incident. Oh, do tell. Yeah, which you're obviously across, but for all the listeners out there, I woke up last week to a police officer <laughs> yep. at my door, 7am mm-hmm. in my little dressing gown, just, you know, a humble woman making her morning cup of joe. 7am waking up in the morning, Rebecca Black. That's right. And she was just, you know, stirring away. Clank, clank, clank. Then who should ring but the police? Go to the door. They like, finally found you. Oh, they were like, hi, Adrian. Instantly <laughs> shit myself. Panic, of course. I don't know why, but yeah. like... But there's always, I think, even if you see a cop car drive past, you're like, I've got to be doing something. I was then. like, what have I done or who's dead? They're the yeah. two things. <laughs> oh, God. And so they were like, oh, so is that your car over there? And just pointed <laughs> to my car parked across the road. Like, yeah, it's been involved in a bit of an accident. Long and the short of it, a rogue trailer yeah. in the middle of the night has come unhinged from a vehicle. Which is just quite a visual. Yeah, I've actually got some photos. I might <laughs> pop them on the socials for you guys to see. But yeah, basically reporting live from the scene, car becomes unhinged or trailer, I should say, becomes unhinged, goes into my car and a car parked next to me. Now, this trailer must have been flying down the street mm. and yeah, basically wrote my car off. It's really quite a damage. It's fucking hectic. It looks like a freight train's coming to the side of my car. It does. It looks like you've been T-boned by, like, the V-line. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, anyone who knows me personally knows that I've been driving that car for about 12 years. Mm. So, you know, she was on her way out anyway. She was. But she was a trusty Toyota Camry situation. So, you know. (laughs) A trusty steed. Yeah. She was the Uber of my life. Yeah. And And mine. Well, that's right. (laughs) And she wasn't going anywhere anytime soon, unfortunately. So Mm. the only way out was... In a place of glory. Tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, I'm kind of a little bit secretly happy because I really wanted a new car this year for my 30th. We're not going to say insurance job. No, we're not. But, you know manifesting helps is what <laughs> yeah, I've learned. Yeah, you put it out there. I've been putting it out there for two years. Someone please steal me. Yeah. Steal this car. Yeah. Turns out, yeah, that happened. So that was great. Congrats. Um, and so next steps. Next steps. I'm on the car market. You know, I'm hunting. I'm mm. bargaining. I'm at the, you know, the 
the lots. It's a seller's market, that car game at the moment, which is is such a shame for you. Bit tough. Mm. You know, I'm out there negotiating with the likes of Matilda's dad, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Just being like, give me a deal. But um, Who's selling the car for more than they bought it for two years ago. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. So basically new cars at the moment, I didn't really, obviously I know now, but there's no stock. Mm -hmm. So no one's buying new. Mm. They all buy secondhand. Yeah. Therefore, secondhand is now up in value. It's a whole thing. Who would have known that cars would be an investment? So this is the thing. Did cars stop getting made during COVID? And now they... Does it take that long to make a car? I mean, I think it's that, but I thought it was more of a transportation issue. Ah. Like, it's a backlog of orders that they're trying to catch up when, you know, ships couldn't cross oceans. Do you know what my Google's going to be next week? How long does it take to make a car from start to finish? Like, production-wise? Do you think it's, like, a couple of hours or, like, a few months? Like, where would you lean? I think it's a couple of weeks to get one finished car. Split the difference. Yeah. I don't really know. Watch this space. We'll report back. (laughs) (laughs) Something to stay tuned for. Yeah. Um, So, if anyone wants to sell me their car, my number is 04... Uh, how was your week? Yeah, my week was good. I will just throw to the weekend, as I tend to do at the moment. God, he's living for the weekend at the moment, <laughs> ladies and gents. Cheers to the freaking weekend. Yeah. So I was really determined to not have a big Saturday night. Mm. We both know that I needed it. <laughs> it had to happen. And Are you I talking was... to me or yourself there? <laughs> <laughs> we both know, Mitch, <laughs> in the mirror. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on now. You need this. Um, So I also know myself. Yes. And I know that the only way that I'm going to achieve a quiet Saturday night is if I have a launch on Friday. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if I do quiet Friday, Saturday is just, you know. You know, you're a pillar of balance, (laughs) aren't you? You know what I'm talking about. You're just the Libran scale of society. So I managed to rustle up a couple of friends that were having like a quiet dinner on Friday. Got there. They weren't even drinking. Suddenly there's a tequila bottle out. Managed to go... (laughs) God. I know. Do we need to have some time on the couch? I'm so convincing. (laughs) It's forceful. Yeah, well, potato, potato, really. Stayed away from you for the last few weeks. So managed to convince them to come out to a club with me on Friday night. Yeah. Just absolutely wrote myself off. A praise. I was like vomiting in a sink. Like... Oh, Mitchell. I know. Like, I'm not here to judge, but I'm here to judge. <laughs> Someone's got to. And then my one of my friends who I went with, he actually drove to the club. So he decided that it was time to go and he would drive me home. And I passed out in the back seat of his car. Oh, he sounds like a sensible fellow. Yeah. Yeah. You, on the other hand, I'm got some question marks. Yeah. Um, okay. The best part of the whole thing, though, was that I woke up the next morning and had, like, 30 texts, like, <laughs> 19 DMs, and what someone had messaged me being like, it was great to see you last night, I'm sorry we didn't get to hang out for that long, and I had replied, <laughs> all caps. <laughs> you ruined everything, I'm never going to see you again. Oh, was it a boy? Yeah. Oh. I was at a gay venue, so odds yeah. are. So, okay, so we're just, I'm putting the puzzle pieces together there. Sink vomiting, passing out in car, yelling at men who won't love you in caps. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of night. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing was, I then had a really quiet Saturday and Sunday. And so I kind of showed up to work and was like, wholesome weekend. Oh, that's called shame. No, it's just called balance. (laughs) 
to steal the words from your own mouth. Look, you know what? Work hard, play hard. If you can do it, do it. I agree. I ain't no quitter. No, that's fair. Well, aside from Googling local rehab centres, by the sounds of it... Oh, don't do that. What was your Google this week? Sure. So, um, Google from last night. Mm. How long does a sausage last in the fridge? Oh. What what would you answer that? Like, is the packet open? So, they're in a bag. It's from the market. Okay. I'd say three to five days. I was told by Google one to three. Oh, do you think Google like is a little bit conservative because they don't want to give out information to make people sick? Well, I was wondering that because I was like, I mean, I feel all like all Best Buys are kind of conservative. There's always a couple of days. There's a in couple there. of yeah, 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 like a bit of know, padding. If it's on the day, you've probably got another two after that. <laughs> yeah. Are you that person though? So I'm a bit of a freak with that. Like if I, it's on the day, I won't touch it. Um, no, I'm a smeller. <laughs> Seems safe. Yeah, you're a smeller. You would be a smeller. Yeah, I don't like waste. Yeah, I'm a nut. Done. <laughs> out. I'm a nut. One, three, two, one, midnight, and you're out. And as soon as it ticks over to that day, yeah, I don't right. want to be my fridge. <laughs> I'm doing a quick clean out. I get freaked out really easily by potential contamination. Okay. Yeah, like I'm a bit funny with like chicken and stuff. Like I won't reheat chicken in the microwave right. if I've already cooked it. Like Just anything that could risk you just shitting yourself. Yeah, no basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I was told one to three days Great. for a sausage, and, and I was at about seven, and I had a real hankering for a snag, and it was a moment of, like... Did you do the scratch and sniff? No, I didn't. I just thought, that is too far gone. I'm not going to risk it. So I had to go to the supermarket and buy some new sausages <laughs> so I could scratch that itch. Well, no fucking shit, cunt, is it saying one to three, and you're like, I'm on seven... <laughs> I'm just not sure where the connection lays there. Ah. Oh, but anyway. I hate waste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what was your Google? So my Google this week was mm. actually a um, pharmaceutical product. Okay. Now, it's Is not... this some new ailment of yours? Or... No, but I should say, when I was just looking back through my Googles, there's a lot of ailment searching. <laughs> Why does my left elbow hurt more than Literally. my right? Literally. No, so it actually wasn't for me. It's for a uh, close friend. Mm, that's a convenient thing to tell your pharmacist. <laughs> Hi, my friend's got a UTI. <laughs> uh, so it was Ural was the oh, so it was a UTI. Correct. Mm. Yeah. So have a friend, has a UTI. He was like on antibiotics. I was like, oh, get Ural. It'll help. Mm-hmm. Speed up the process. Drink Ural and cranberry juice. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, I don't need that shit. That's just like... I'm on I'm on antibiotics and I was like, no, you need Ural. And he didn't even know what it was, so I had to send him oh. a screenshot of it. But then it made me think, like, what causes a UTI, especially in a boy? Well, I was going to say, because I've never had one. Have you? Once. Oh. But, like, there's kind of different scales of the UTIs is what I've learned. I've heard it's hell. Yeah. He was in a lot of pain. Yeah, okay. And this one was, like, right up in his, like... Oh, right up in the guts. Not just in the penis. Yeah. Mm. Not mm. in the pain. But I know, so I said to him, I was like, oh, you're obviously not peeing after sex. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, no, like you're supposed to pee after you ejaculate mm. to have heard that flush out anything that's left. And then that way you don't potentially get a UTI. Yeah. But then he was like, I'm not a woman. See, I thought that that was more of a woman thing. And I said, well... You're the one with the UTI, so I'm just trying to help. No, but, like, don't you think that, like, after you blow, you just feel like you need to go to the toilet? (laughs) 
Because um, I also asked him that. I was like, yeah, but after you, like, if you were to blow, don't you feel like you need to go to the toilet after? Like, within the next 10 minutes, doesn't your body kick into, like, I need to pee? Mine I, does. I just feel like I need a cigarette and a nap. <laughs> just light up a big dart in yeah. bed. <laughs> oh, God, how's that for you? Nice crystal ashtray on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> what a picture. <sighs> oh, well done, champ. <laughs> Clean up, would you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so gay as we continue on <laughs> fuck it never gets old it's never old have you seen she's actually done a new one for this year yeah the butter thing yeah she's iconic fuck. uh so as we mentioned at the start it is pride month we are here today to give you a little bit of a snapshot into like what the hell that means mm, because it's quite a complex topic and like it means a lot of different things to different people so we thought it'd be nice for us to you know sit back in the chairs mics in hand and just kind of unpack what pride actually is besides the label that is granted to june each year yeah totally and i think you're right it does sort of mean something different to everyone and i think there's you know probably a big portion of the straight population that just kind of see rainbows in their face for a whole month and just know like oh yeah that's for gays, but mm. maybe don't really fully understand the history behind it or what it means or why we celebrate it and why we're bringing it to light, mm-hmm. especially at this time in June. Yeah. Um, and then I guess on the flip to that, there's obviously maybe like people within the community that, you know, we need to also talk to them about, you know, why this is important for them and how they can also kind of advocate for themselves this month in a way that, you know, helps that progressive change that we're trying to promote, I guess, yeah. as a community. Because pride, I think, can at times become diluted into, like, a party for gay people. Mm. But pride's also a lifestyle. Totally. And it's not, you know, if you're thinking, like, it's Mardi Gras festivals with, like, you know, beads and rainbows down the street. Well, You're completely right. It absolutely is. But (laughs) there is a lot more to it. And I think, you know, a big part of it is in workplace and corporate culture and that whole side of things, which is kind of what we're going to get into a little bit today at some point, because it's a very topical every year. Mm. And I think there's a lot to be said around being a part of an organization and, you know, being able to align or identify where, you know, there might be some gaps in their behaviors and what you can do if you are passionate about pride and the community and how you can help. If pride is your passion. If you're passionate about gay, (laughs) This is the app for you. That's right. So, Mitch, let's take it back a little bit. Rewind. Rewind. (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck are we talking about this for? Where did this begin? Where did it start? Why why do we celebrate it in June? Hit me. You want a history lesson? School me, bitch. So, pride as we know it. Slay me, school (laughs) me, mama. All right, little monster. (laughs) Let's pause up the house down this little pride talk right now. Okay, (laughs) mummy. I hate us. So the modern pride movement, I suppose, or gay rights, queer rights movement, however you want to identify it, Mm -hmm. started in 69, New York City. God, what a year. I know. The summer of 69. (laughs) New York City, um, there was something called the Stonewall Riots, which I feel like everyone kind of hears about a lot because it's kind of thought of as like the beginning of the, this movement. Yeah. When we started to fight for our rights. Yeah. You gotta fight for your right to be gay. gay. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, so... They're actually the original lyrics. <laughs> yeah, obviously. So in 69 at Stonewall, the cops showed up. Mm. Gasp. The pigs. 
Just like at my door. I know. God, it's still happening. History repeats. <laughs> they showed up and tried to shut down this gay venue, which was the Stonewall Inn. Uh-huh. All the drag queens, all the gays, a lot of them were black trans women. Yeah. They fought very hard for us at the start, so we need to pay our respects when we can. Yes. They were like, fuck this, we're not going to sit down and, you know, yeah. take it yeah. anymore. Yeah. And so they decided to fight back, and this, like... Fight. It's really interesting if you want to get into it, which I'm not going to, you know, go into the whole story of it right now. But yeah. it went for a really long time and the police were, like, fighting away these gays. Like, I assume they were throwing, like, glitter bombs and, yeah. you yeah. know, <laughs> the whole thing. They were trying to arrest everyone, but people kind of got wind of what was happening and just started coming in swarms and they would be like fought away and run around the block and come back and like continue this wall yeah. around this inn. Yeah. It's actually some of the footage is quite confronting. Yeah. When you look at it. I know we always like add a bit of comedy to things, but when you actually look back, like it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And this was kind of around that time too where like gay people were you know, it was obviously illegal to be gay. So gay people were losing their jobs and, like, they were getting publicly named in, like, newspapers and mm-hmm. things like that. Like, it was not okay mm-hmm. back then, which is obviously why why this has happened. Totally. Um, and so this started on the 28th of June, mm-hmm. which is the reason that we celebrate in June, believe it or not. Wow, what a connection. <laughs> I know. So if you're wondering about that, there you go. Yep. It did go, as I said, went for a few days, ended on the 3rd of July. So I feel like, you know, July could have also just as easily been Pride Month. And it's my birthday month. That's the uh, reason I was born. Yeah. Just as for July, you That's know. That's right. Um, but no, it is June. Yep. And from then on, it kind of became like a yearly march that then gained traction around the world mm-hmm. and has turned into this like global phenomenon. Yeah. Glamazon extravaganza that is now June Pride Month. Yeah. Across the globe. So I guess it's kind of like very common in the themes that we've like discussed in this show before when we think about our rich gay history. It's mm. like definitely, you know, celebratory and like, you know, something to honor now, but it always comes from turmoil, right? Which is like it's it's another common thing that we see. It's like obviously as members of the community, we really appreciate the support from our allies and people outside of the community. But there is always that kind of fine line between like, you know, we have a rich history behind us that means something. And, you know, you and your friends dressing up in a rainbow and going to a gay festival because you think it's a fun thing to do or a fun party without really understanding why we're there in the first place is... It's not necessarily, like, rude. It's just... It's maybe just a bit ignorant. Like, you know, it's something that you probably need to be across. I think that even extends to queer people because it's so easy to now remove, like, what Pride is now from where it has started. And I'll say, like, I think the gay is something that we do better than anyone is creating something kind of beautiful out of a lot of pain. Totally. And, like, you know, our coming out is now, like our funniest jokes and, like, that kind of thing. And I think as a community we've sort of done that, but it's sort of our responsibility to make sure that we understand what our forefathers and mothers and others did for us so that we could thrive and shine. Agree, agree. And I love the fact that there's, you know, a big portion of our community now that, you know, doesn't necessarily go through as difficult as a time that, you know, 
the past generations did. But I also think, like you said, it's also important that like, you know, little Johnny who has never had to tell anyone that he's gay because he's just so comfortable with that. Big queen. Or, you know, little Sophia who's trans and has a journey or a path that she can follow and take where she feels comfortable and supported. Like, those things weren't just given a given you know mm-hmm. they've come a long way for that to be the norm and they're still not the norm like i you know i've got some facts up my sleeve which i'm going to whip out in a minute so I'm flop them out might shake your boots um <laughs> in the spirit of pride flop yeah. it out yeah. <laughs> you might be shaking in your leather chaps but <laughs> no i think you know there's obviously a long way to go but it's important for like you said i don't know it's the new generation of queers also under, need to understand and you know, i think that speaking to older queer men or women which can i say is something that i think people should do oh it's so insightful and it's so i mean i see so much of like the twinks of today being like i say that like i'm not one of them but (laughs) being like ew an old gay Mm. that's just not good enough it's so interesting um there's actually a show on netflix which of course there is (laughs) i wanted to i was kind of wanted to talk about and bring up with you guys that i started watching i haven't finished it yet it's a documentary Mm -hmm. it's called secret love okay and it is the story of two like 90 something year old women lesbian women i've seen these have you yeah yeah and it got dates back to like right when they were like, you know, in their 20s and how illegal it was for them to be together and whatnot. And they're still together today. And it's the most heartwarming, beautiful thing to watch. Yeah. But they talk about their journey and like how they were just had to always pretend that they were just two girls who were friends, which is also really normal. Like, yeah, there's lots of, you know, girl best friends that it's not weird, but like totally that was their story that they had to tell. And like, you know, and now listening to them, like they've just got so much history and like wisdom about them and their journey that it's like it's super insightful so if you know anyone around you who is a forefather of the community (laughs) or mother or other yeah tap into them because they've got a wealth of knowledge yeah give them a tap Mm. so fast forwarding now as we've just sort of touched on yeah what does this mean for us now i know we're celebrating we're celebrating and i think that's the headline as much as we've said you know remember when from whence you came yes Still be proud of where you are. Yeah. There's a lot to celebrate, Mm. I think. I would say that even, you know, as we've talked about on this show a lot before, the experience of me coming out and you coming out, which was, you know, a couple of years different, Mm. was worlds apart. Mm. And I think that is a demonstration just from within this room of, like, how much progress we're making every day and year and pride that rolls around. Yeah. What does it mean for you when, like, you hear, like, and you sit there and think about the history and, like, you know, the connection that we have to that? It means, I mean, it it's obviously sort of defining something with its own word, but it just, pride for me is being so proud of not only myself and the fact that I have been one in myself able to live comfortably as who I want to be, but mm. also that I am living within a society which I understand is so lucky and still not universal mm. that accepts me for being that person. Yeah. I mm. think that pride is for queer people something that doesn't just happen in June. You totally. live it every single day that you walk out the door and decide to be your authentic self. Yeah. Yeah. And that just means so much. And so I think that June in that sense is an opportunity to recognize that rather Mm. than now's my time to be proud. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. I agree. What about you? Anything to add to that or? Um, I think for me, 
definitely the authentic self kind of vibes in the sense that you can just step into that. But I think something else is that being gay and learning to accept that authentic self and the pride that you have around it comes from also knowing that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And I think that these types of things bring our community together. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of one of the things that I love about it is like, yeah, we all love to get together and throw a party, but it's like... Big piss up with the gals. Because you grew up potentially... And the moment that you realize that you're different, the moment that you realize that you're actually not different and you're a part of something mm-hmm. is so amazing. And it's like, for me, that's the part that I would not trade for the world. You know, yeah. like I know that I've got a absolute community behind me mm-hmm. who are like me, who would support me and, you know, stand by me if I needed them. And those aren't even my friends. I'm talking about just like the wider community, you know? Mm -hmm. It's one thing that I've noticed is that we would all hold hands and come together, like exactly what happened in Stonewall, you know? It was Mm. like, don't you fucking come for my people, bitch. Yeah, hands off my sisters. Because I'll slap you down with this (laughs) giant fan. This stranger that just happens to be sexually oriented the same way as me. Yeah. We're suddenly family. It's just this general kind of, you know, and I think we've probably touched on it before, but an example would be in Melbourne, there's a few suburbs that are well known for being like gay friendly. And, you know, I think we've called it like the pink triangle before. And when you walk those streets and you casually just look over and you walk past someone who you know is gay as well. And you kind of have just this general, like, I don't know, acknowledgement for each other and of who they are as an individual, even you don't know anything about them. Yeah. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about it for me. It's like, I get you. I get you and I know nothing about you. And I don't think that many other people outside of the community and the straight community can say that. No, I agree completely. And I think it's interesting, like, as you kind of touched on, the way that, you know, when you're young, you feel like you're so lonely. Mm. And then it sort of is this trade-off of as you get older, you're like the least lonely person around Mm. because, you know, there's the pink triangle and then there's the pink army, which is kind of like... You could go to any city in the world and just find the gays and you're safe. Oh, absolutely. Or like in business, like if you find an older gay person in your field, they'd be so much happier to be your mentor than, you know, a straight person looking for that. Like everyone just wants to help each other. Yeah. Because we know that we're up against the rest. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Thanks. (laughs) It smells lovely in the studio today, Mitchell. Doesn't it? And the reason for that is thanks to this week's sponsor. So wait, it's you that smells so lovely? (laughs) Indeed it is. This week we are proudly sponsored by a gorgeous new cosmetic product, unlike anything I've seen before. Of course, we are naturally talking about Sophie Cosmetica and their perfume pens that are recent to the fragrance market. Absolutely. So this is hot off the press and we are kind of obsessed with them. First of all, because they're kind of our colours. Oh, on brand for Message on the Machine. So ticks for Sophie. It's a match made in heaven. Absolutely. So Sophie perfume pens are basically just like a pen thing that (laughs) has a fragrance in it. I love pen things with fragrances in them. (laughs) They're the ideal, you know, on the go product. Carry your fragrance around all day. No spillage or leakage. Just whip it out of your bag, cap off, rub your wrist and you're ready for the day. That's right. So they've got four unique fragrances to choose from. I personally have gravitated towards the orange yuzu. I think it's, um, you know 
quite reflective of my personality. <laughs> well, I was going to say the same thing about zesty citrus because I'm just, you know, so spicy and fun. I was going to say because you're a bit of bitch. <laughs> that too. Best part is that they're made from beeswax. So it creates this nice gentle balm that kind of just glides on your skin. So it's like a nice easy application under that kind of sticky perfume fragrance. Mm. So if you'd like to check out Sophie and her gorgeous fragrance pen, Mm. please head to sophiecosmetica.com or at sophie.cosmetica on their IG. Mm, Smell beautiful for the rest of your life. (sighs) Love it. One thing I want to circle back to, which kind of we touched on a bit at the beginning, Mm. there's this... Thing that happens in June. Yeah. Pride Month. <laughs> I don't know if we've mentioned it yet. It's called Pride Month. Yeah, right. No. Tell me more about that. So there's a thing that happens with, you know, I guess corporations that mm-hmm. want to show their support mm-hmm. in inverted commas. And I think like there's something to be said about, like we said, going through it and understanding it and really actually aligning yourself to the reason and the the messaging that's important. Mm -hmm. And then there's just bandwagoning. Yeah. Or as we like to call it, rainbow washing. We and everyone else. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) We being the world. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... Do you want to talk us through what that actually means? Sure. I love that you're just introducing some kind of topic and then being like, I hope you know how to talk about it. I'm tired today and I want you to talk about rainbow washing. Cool. So rainbow washing, as you've kind of explained, is the phenomenon where a corporation of some kind Mm -hmm. who potentially don't do anything to support us beautiful quiz, big fags. Yeah. Through the year. Yep decide to get all glitzed and glammed up to make some more money during June yep. by, you know, rainbow logos on their Facebooks, mm-hmm. some kind of drag queen as the ambassador, mm-hmm. um, so on and so on. Yeah. Yeah. LinkedIn logos all change. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I'm a recruiter and I obviously use those like platforms every day and mm-hmm. it's so funny this week on a so many I'm like oh even if I just went on a candidate's profile to have a look at like their previous employment history I'm like oh they worked for a gay business nope it's just Telstra <laughs> they're just yep. being gay this month yeah. yeah cool and I think there's a differentiation to be made because there are some businesses that do support gays all year round yep. like I know off the top of my head Absolute Vodka Tinder yeah um, others that exist that aren't coming to the top of my head. That's fine. They do stuff. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. And we love them for it. Yeah. And we love to support you on your float at New York City Pride. Yeah, 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 totally. It's not only the corporations that don't do anything to support, it's actually the corporations that do the opposite throughout mm-hmm. the year. Like there's yeah. been so many that have been, you know, called out on like supporting politicians who openly don't support gay rights, mm. um, you know, in, especially in America, like, mm. but then in the next breath have their logo for June like that. Like it just makes zero sense. And yeah. I think the call out there is, like you said, it's a money, it's a money thing. It's a marketing thing. So mm. businesses are wanting to look and be perceived in a certain way. Yeah. Um, but they're not actually, like you said, campaigning at all. So, and it's so clear, like we've spoken to a lot of gay performers you know, in our work in mm-hmm. this industry. And yep. like a lot of them say during June, even in Australia and Australia, you know, we should preface 
by saying that the Southern Hemisphere is not as involved in Pride Month as yeah. the Northern because we have our Mardi Gras and Prides and stuff in our summer. Yeah. But they still say during June that every single drag queen, every performer, every queer, trans, non-binary person that does some kind of anything... Entertainment. Or, ...is fully yeah. booked during June yeah. and then can't get a gig for the rest of the year. Yeah. I know. So I'm actually organising a Pride event at work at the moment. Beautiful. So I'm, The right man for the job. That's right, funnily <laughs> enough. Yeah. So we have a uh, Pride at Page committee. So I work for Page Group Australia and we have a Pride at Page committee and I'm heading that up, organising an event for that at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I, what did I do? Book a drag queen to come in. Well, and so basic. It is, but, you know, they'll love it. Yeah. Um, One for the straights. That's right. That's right. But I think what something that I've learned being a part of that committee since joining the business is they're a really good example of an organisation. Well, one, they've even got a committee to begin with. Mm-hmm. So they've got a group of people all around Asia Pacific that actually campaign for the inclusivity and diversity of queer people mm-hmm. in our business every day. Mm. So, you know, that is a great example of an organisation that is would be more than happy to, you know, use their rainbow logo. Yeah, well, it's put, put your money where your mouth totally. is kind of moment, isn't it? Totally. But, yeah, I think, you know, obviously working in recruitment and HR and that space, like, D&I is now something that we definitely need to, like acknowledge as like a big part of you know there needs to be a strategy for big corporations and businesses and you know i think on that if you are a part of the community and you are out there looking for work something i would say to you is ask about that because Mm. it's important that you you know check in with those things because it says a lot about an organization and their values about not only about how they feel about gay people but how they feel about their employees as a whole right because if they can acknowledge that there's needs to be diversity within mm-hmm. their business. And support for that diversity as well. Totally. Then, you know, they're probably a really good organisation to work for who are going to care about you, right? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think, you know, you're very lucky to work where you do. Beautiful gay army of allies behind you with your big... I'm just picturing you, like, standing up at some meeting being like, so we're going to have this committee and this event and I'm throwing it because I'm gay and it's my month. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, happened? pretty much. So I got... <laughs> I was like, great. So they, the committee was like putting together all the like the history stuff and like some, you know, webinar stuff, whatever. Mm. And I was like, great. When can we have a party? Yeah. <laughs> no, we need wigs and drag queens. Yeah. Stop. I was like, I'm having, we're throwing a wig party. I want a drag queen. I said, we need drinks in the office. Mm. I want balloon, rainbow balloon garlands. No beers. Yeah. No beers. <laughs> it's skinny, all going to be cruises and skinny, skinny bitches only. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah that was very me. Um, but no, I'm also... Um, going to be talking at a uh, global APAC webinar event. Oh, you do love to talk. I so. know. So that was a really great opportunity and I actually feel really honoured to be able to do that um, on behalf of the business. It's a... They've actually asked us to share... Well, they didn't ask us. We kind of discussed what the content would be, but um, we've gonna, we're going to be sharing like our intimate kind of like coming out stories and um, our experience working in different roles and businesses and how being queer in that setting has affected us. Cause you know, I think discrimination in the workplace is something that can happen indirectly yeah. when you're queer. And especially when like, you know, I'm the only openly gay person really? in my office. And you have a lot of people in your office. We've got an office of about a hundred people in our Victorian state office. God. And I'm the only one who's openly out. 
So you would be loving that. <laughs> well, not really. I was like, "Fuck, where's my husband? <laughs> where's me work husband? Where's me husband? Yeah, right. I was like, who can I go passion the photocopy room? No one. Oh well, <laughs> isn't that how you should be spending company time? <laughs> Hope no one from HR is listening. But yeah, <laughs> um, if you are, it doesn't matter. I'm gay. You can't find me till yeah, J- July. That's it. You need me. I'm helping your diversity yeah. rate. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm going to be talking on that webinar. It's a great opportunity. And I think like, you know, it's something that we should encourage within our organizations to, for people to be vulnerable. So, you know, if there are other people in the business, because what was really interesting actually is we had a meeting with other queer people within the organization who live in different parts of the world. Mm. So I had, I was on this webinar with a lesbian woman from Singapore and a trans woman from Japan. God. And I was gay male from Australia, right? So you're like the least diverse person really in that group. Totally, right? And it was so interesting to listen to what they, you know, like even just we all went around and told our coming out stories because we're going to all end up sharing them. And like... Which is, is, of course you did, because that's the first thing that comes up in these well, scenarios. That's right. So, we're yeah, we went down that road. But it was just very like... It was eye-opening to also hear from, you know, people in other countries and how that looks for Mm -hmm. them because we are quite fortunate here in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, it was very interesting. Like, you know, Singapore and Japan, like especially in Singapore, there was a bit of like definitely not as, um, you know, free Mm. as we've got it here. But, yeah, I'll report back on how that goes. Please do. Mm. While we're on rainbow washing, I just wanted to talk about one ad in particular from this year that I just feel like severely missed the mark. Okay. So Burger King, America. I don't know if you saw this Whopper ad. Oh my God, I have. But refresh (laughs) me because, yeah. So they've created these ads, which is like two tops of buns as a bun or two bottoms of buns as a bun. It's kind of the equivalent to, if you know the grilled low-carb super bun. (laughs) Yeah. Any grilled fans out there? That's the two bottoms. They're the two bottoms. And it's like, I I mean, I kind of, in a way, understand the mindset of like, we're going to talk about tops and bottoms because that's a gay thing. Yeah, we know gay culture. If you know gay culture, tell me, what am I supposed to do with two tops or two bottoms (laughs) together? Was there not a single Burger King intern, a Burger Queen, if you will? <laughs> Where's the gay intern at fucking Burger King? Literally, that was able to say there's a little bit of um, logistics that's not quite marrying up here. No, two bottoms. They're just scissoring dull. Yeah. I don't, I'll be, I'll hand on heart, I'll say, <laughs> I don't know if Burger King supports scissoring throughout the rest of the year, but in this particular instance, it was a swing and a miss. Yeah, totally. Also, I'm not eating a Whopper if I'm about to bottom Burger King. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> so you're, again, missing the mark. Yeah, a perfect burger for two tops. It should have just been, like, the Metamucil collab. Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> imagine if the two bottoms one was just really high fibre and a glass of water. High fibre super bun is what we need. <laughs> perfect. So I guess on the back end of this app, mm-hmm. it's great to celebrate, but... Why do we need to continue to celebrate and bring awareness, Mitchell? Because? Because we've come so far, but we've got so far to go. Hundy P. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> 100%. And I think, I think it's easy to think of like a, a landmark moment, like the yes vote in Australia, for example, and be like, great, that's gay rights done. Mm-hmm. Put that in the bin. Everyone's happy. Move on. Yeah. But, I mean, looking further abroad... 
there's still, you know, 69 countries in the world where there's some kind of criminalization yeah. attached to homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot. A lot. And I mean, that, you know, it, it's a broad scope. Like, yeah. there are some countries where, who have a very thriving gay scene where it's not technically legal to be gay. Mm. There's others where you could be shot on the street yeah. for doing what we do on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's obviously something to remember. Like, we can't just be living in our little bubble of Australia where we're fairly lucky with what we have yeah. and not think about how the queer people in those other countries are being affected by the society that they live in. Yeah, it's actually really crazy when you think about it. Like, I... If people following this season, I've been recently dating again. (laughs) And I was walking... bring it back to you, No, well, I just had a moment of, like, fuck. Like, you know, I was walking the street the other night with said date and, like, we were just kind of walking back to the train station and, like... You know, like, we'd stopped in the middle of the street and, like, we kissed. Mm. And, like, there were people around and everything. And, like, even even here in Australia, there's still a part of me that's like, oh, my God, like, who's looking at me right now? Mm. There's still a moment of fear. And it's like, it's not like, oh, I'm publicly showing affection. It's I'm publicly showing people that I'm gay. Yeah. And that is still something that's happening in Australia, let alone in those other countries where, like, you're about to get shot in the head. Yeah. Like, we're in a place where it's safe, it still feels like a brave act. Yeah, totally, totally. And there was a moment where I was, after I kissed that person, where I felt almost a bit like, oh, I, I wasn't supposed to do that. And that's mm. pretty fucked up that, like, yeah. you know, I don't know if straight people have ever necessarily felt that way. Yeah. And after you rooted him in the bush, how did you <laughs> feel about it? <laughs> Just did my fly up and kept walking. <laughs> yeah, safe space. Nothing to see here, boys. Nothing to see. I think even looking at America, you know, where this gay rights movement began, the what once was quite a stable bedrock of, you know, gay rights in that country is now being sort of brought into question by, you know, the Florida Don't Say Gay Bill, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. getting a lot more support than I'm comfortable with. Mm. Also, the repealing of this abortion thing, which obviously is not a gay issue per se. Yeah. But it brings into question other Supreme Court rulings like the legalisation of gay marriage. Mm. And I just feel like there's a little bit of a panic there right now that what we once took for granted, or they took for granted, I should say, Mm. is potentially about to be stripped away. Mm. It's the scary thing about when these things get... It's great to discuss. It's great, you know, a great fight to fight, but a fight also could mean a loss Mm -hmm. and... That was, you know, when we, I think back to the yes vote in Australia, it was like, what happens if this is a no? I know. Like, that's fucking terrifying. What does that mean for me? What does that mean for my future? What kind of society am I living in? Like, it's fucking frightening Mm. that, yeah, it's great to fight, but it's like, well, what happens, like you said, where, Mm. you know, the results are scary. It's like, it's quite confronting when you still see this percentage of people that, are not on board. Well, I was confronted by the results of the yes vote because I, and I feel like you as well, live in such an echo chamber where I was like, I don't know anyone that would vote no. Mm. So it'll be like, you know, 95% yes. Mm. And it ended up being like 63 or something. And I I was like, God, that was kind of close. It's kind of scary. Yeah. I remember at the time of that, it's very, it's kind of a little bit like, um, vaccine, no vaccine, you know, Mm. to bring it into like modern day, but COVID times, it was kind of like there were people who publicly posted, I remember, that they were going to vote no, who I followed on Instagram, who I would have never potentially have picked that that's 
how they felt. Mm. And I just remember at the time, like I actually remember unfollowing a few people and just being like, sorry, like not someone I need in my life because I was so shocked Yeah, that that was even happening. Totally. Or thoughts were going through people that I knew or even not personally know, but like extensions of people that I know, like in a network, totally. a wider network, we're going to vote no. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so now looking back to home turf, yeah, obviously we know that we're very lucky, mm-hmm. but I think that we know that there's still some work to be done. Totally. Totally. I do have my little fact sheet ready to go. Oh, do you? And it's She's again, come prepared. I have. Yes. Yes. I'm very studious. Um, it is, it is confronting some of these things, you know, like 80% of homophobic bullying occurs at school, right? Mm. So, like, they're critical ages. And, like, yes, bullying occurs in all different ways, but homo- that 80%, that's a lot. Like, that means that pretty much almost all queer children would have experienced some form of homophobic bullying in their schooling years. Like, that's, that's a lot. That means not one person's going through school without being told that they're a faggot. Like, that's not great. Yeah. Another one that I is really concerning but also not surprising is that gay lesbian bisexual trans asex anyone in the community is three times more likely to experience depression and anxiety than someone who's not Mm. another one concerning uh transgender men and women experience the highest rates of physical and non-physical abuse compared to gay men or women so yeah and i think um What is interesting about a lot of those stats is that the way that pride support is sort of structured right now is so pandering to gays and lesbians. Mm. And anyone who doesn't fit within those two categories of what it means to be queer are kind of like not spoken about or just forgotten or like too hard or too confusing or whatever it is. Yeah. And they're the ones that kind of need the most support right now. Totally. It's like, oh, well, we'll accept the gays and lesbians because we get that. It's black Mm. and white. Uh, but the others, oh, they're a bit tricky. Yeah, too, too hard confusing. Basket. But then my point to that would be, this is some, a message for people within the community to look after our brothers and sisters in those subcategories mm. because, you know, the trans fight is a lot harder and more challenging and the road on that fight is only really just beginning, I feel. I agree. And they need our support. They need the support of us cisgendered gays, and lesbians to raise their voice as well because, you know, they can obviously campaign for themselves, but we need to also support everyone. There's all the colours are on that flag these days. It's not just the rainbow. No. And and they're all important. They're all equal. Exactly. Yeah. So to wrap, Adrian, a question I'm posing to you. A gay question. A gay question mm-hmm. in the theme of the app. Yeah. What advice would you give to a queer person of how they should conduct themselves in June this year? For a queer person, Mm. I would say that the best thing you can do is remember why it is that we are celebrating this Mm -hmm. and find your voice for those moments in life where you maybe notice something or you feel like you need to correct something or, you know, that's maybe not right Although it can be confronting and although it can, you might feel like you need, you might be opening yourself up to like some sort of backlash. Mm. At the end of the day, you have people behind you who have been through a lot worse, who have been through criminal situations, death threat situations. Mm-hmm. You know, the fight that they fought is a lot harder than we have to fight. And 
remember that because there's something to be said about the war that they went on, you know, before we were all born. Mm-hmm. And we should honour that, I think. Totally. Mm. We are the new army. We're the new generation. We're fighting a different fight, but we still are from the same team. So, mm. That's beautiful. Thank you. What would you say, Mitchell, to people outside of the community? What would your advice be to how to operate during June? I would say to educate yourself as much as you can. Mm-hmm. You need to make a decision if you want to just call yourself an ally or if you want to actually be an ally. Mm. And they're two very different things and they mean very different things. So if you're running around being like, yeah, I've got this gay best friend, but I don't really know anything about what they've been through or what their community have been through, but I'm a big ally. Blah, 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 blah. Yes, mm. queen, have the house down. Mm. I just don't think that's enough. Mm. Totally. And I think like, it's also fine if you just want to not, if you just want to remain neutral about it, like not in a neutral, like obviously don't have an opposing opinion because <laughs> we'll come for you, but yeah, don't do that, please. No, but as in like, if you don't want to educate yourself, that's also okay. But you just need to be conscious about the language and the, the way that you conduct yourself around people who are in the community because small things mean a lot to us. They have a lot bigger meaning and a lot more weight behind them than you might think. Mm -hmm. And that one little comment or that one little thing that you do or don't do or say or don't say really can go a long way for someone who has, you know, fought with their own gender, sexual orientation battles through their whole life. Mm -hmm. So listen up, girls. Be visible. Be loud. Be brightly coloured and covered in glitter. Be proud. Be proud. That's Happy it. June. Happy June, ladies. Yep. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> Thanks for coming Thanks out. Thanks for talk. <laughs> if this is the first time you are listening to us, my gorgeous queens, <laughs> then please like, follow, subscribe on whatever the platform is that you're listening to us and make sure you leave us a rating on both Spotify and Apple. And if you're on Apple, Leave us a gorgeous, glowing review while you're there as well because that is how new audience members find us and it's how we grow. And we just want more gays. Bring the gays. <laughs> Obviously, gays, once you've done all that, make sure you head to our Instagram, which is at Message on the Machine, so you can keep up with all the fun gay stuff that we post every single day between our apps dropping. And on that note, bye, gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see you at the next one. This episode is brought to you by Sophie Cosmetica.